Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you for you are our glorious God. You created us for your glory. You did not make us just to exist, but you made us enjoy your glory. You created us to partake in your glory. Now teach us how, to, how we can glorify you in our life today. In the name of Jesus Christ, who revealed glory to us, we pray. Amen. Let's read 1 Timothy chapter 6, 17-19. 1 Timothy chapter 6, 17-19. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age, so that they may take a hold of the life that is a truly life. The last teaching of Paul in his first letter to Timothy was about rich people and their spiritual care. Paul could have, a, Paul could have ended his letter with a heart-touching charge of the previous section. Why does he all of a sudden talk about rich people? Didn't he already teach enough about the danger of wealth in verse 10? For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. And some people eager for money have wonders from their face and pierce themselves with many griefs. Why does Paul repeat his instruction for the rich people? Listen to me very carefully. I believe the behavior of rich people in a church matters very much. Behavior of rich people in the church matters sometimes more than others. By the way, by rich people, I mean not only financially, but other socially, educationally influential people. When I look at the behaviors of rich members of a church, I can tell the spirituality or spiritual maturity of the church. What I pray for Forest and every Forest House church is that the rich are humble in the Lord and the poor are confident in the Lord. What does Paul warn and teach the rich people and all of us who want to be rich or are rich in some way? In today's short passage, gives us three important truths about or wisdoms about a wealth. That is, deception of a wealth, danger of a wealth, and delight and design of a wealth. First, deceptions of a wealth. Wealth can make us arrogant. That's a wealth deception. Verse 17, command those who are rich in, their pre in this present world not to be arrogant. The Greek word for the arrogant means highly regarded or highly esteemed. The danger of wealth is this. It can make our original divine self-esteem or divine high regard be switched with a worldly material high regard. God made us fearfully and wonderfully in His image. We all have an imago Dei or divine image, regardless of whatever human distinctions people put on us. 
Do you remember the original grace in Cornerstone Bible study? When God made each one of us and then saw me, saw each one of us, saw me, it was very good to God. I'm highly regarded and supremely loved by God. My ultimate self-esteem comes from God. Wealth can be rich. This our original beauty and importance with a man-made artificial beauty and the world-defined importance. It is like a clothing and body. Instead of thanking God for a healthy and beautiful body, if we assess our worth and beauty based on brand names of a clothing, how pathetic and absurd such a perspective would be. Wealth can distort God's original perspective for us. Wealth can deceive us to believe in material, temporal values as our ultimate values. Second, Paul teaches the danger of wealth in that wealth can make us put our hope in an uncertain, unreliable source. Verse 17 again, Paul commands the rich not to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain. Wealth is uncertain and changing. Haven't we seen seen the change of winds of fortune in the last 12 years? From the subprime mortgage crisis to this pandemic-caused financial crisis, we saw the wealth is not reliable. In my lifetime, I've seen very wealthy people losing all, and also some very poor people becoming very wealthy. The lesson I learned is that use your wealth well while you have it. Be generous and gracious while you have the opportunities. Someday you cannot be generous and gracious as you want to be. I want to share a brief, briefly a story of my relatives. He was the most educated and most successful and most financially resourceful of all relatives. Yet he was known for stinginess and arrogance toward other relatives. He immigrated to the U.S. with several million dollars, a lot of money, after his retirement in South Korea. Fast forward two decades later, he survives with SSI, Supplementary Social Income. It is so sad and pathetic to see once a proud man, now humiliated survivor of a U.S. welfare system. Hope in wealth certainly will disappoint everyone who puts their confidence in wealth. Third and finally, the delight and design of wealth. According to Paul, we can put our hope in God because God is the most certain and most reliable. Much more in verse 17, Paul tells us God richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. When God commands us to share our wealth, God is not just telling us sacrifice a little bit here and there, but ultimately God is promising us everlasting joy. And verse 19, Paul said, In this way, whoever obey God, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age. Helping poor is a divine wealth management. This is how God designed wealth for us. Our real wealth is not measured by how much I get for myself, 
but how much I give for others. Have you heard? Let me, uh, have you, let me close uh, today's uh, uh, daily breath with a story of uh, somebody named uh, Chuck Finney, Charles Finney. And they, if you don't know Charles Finney, it's not your fault because his nickname is James Bond of uh, philanthropy. He's an Irish-American businessman and founder of a DFS, duty-free shops. He made a lot of money. He's a billionaire. But more importantly, he gave, he gave away $8 billion. And he gave it away mostly with a condition of anonymity. So many people don't know how, who uh, Charles Finney was. But Bill Gates called Charles Finney his inspiring mentor. And Warren Buffett, after launching the Giving Pledge in 2010, Buffett said, Chuck has set an example. He is my hero, Bill Gates' hero. He should be everybody's hero. You know why uh, Bill, uh, Warren Buffett called Chuck Finney a hero? He was not only rich, he was incredibly stingy to himself. Up until he was 70 years old, this billionaire always traveled in coach class in airplane. He carried his reading material in the plastic bags, not a suitcase. He lived all his life in rented apartment. He, he, he saved only $2 million for himself and his wife. Yesterday, there was a newspaper article. September 16, 2020, his nonprofit foundation, the Atlantic Philanthropist, finally achieved its goal and closed it down. Why? What was his goal? Giving everything away while he was alive. He is almost 90 years old. And they gave it all, they closed down his nonprofit foundation which up to today, people estimate gave away $8 billion. And Chuck Finney, a Roman Catholic, he said this, it is privilege to be part of the gospel of giving. Let me repeat that. It is a privilege to be part of gospel of giving. He said he's so grateful to God because he could give while he is alive. Gospel of giving. That's what we live for today. Let's give those in need and those who are not related to us today. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, you blessed us with the greatest wealth of all. You so loved us that you gave your only begotten Son, who sacrificed his life for our eternal life and glory. Help us Live eternal life here on earth with your joy by serving others in need and sharing our resources with them. Help us not only enjoy everything you give us, but help us help others enjoy with us so that we can glorify your name together. Grant each one of us your wisdom for divine wealth management and make our wealth last forever for your glory. Make a forest, a church where the poor are confident and rich are humble in your love. In the name of Jesus, who gave everything to us in love and revealed our true worth, 
We pray. Amen.